Get three coffins ready. Uh, huh? Hey, hey, big dog. You cannot find Leland anywhere. But hey, man, as crazy as this sounds, I think you and I, we need to split. We gotta get out of here. Dude, what are you talking about? This might sound a little crazy, but you see that guy walking right over there? He thinks you and I shot his mule. Shot his mule? See, that's what I want to talk to you about. He's feeling real bad. You see, he got all riled up when you went fired those shots at his feet. Shot your mule? I don't. We don't even have any guns. What are you talking about? No. You see, I understand you men were just playing around, but the mule he just doesn't get it. Of course, if you were to all apologize, buddy, we will apologize to your damn mule. I don't even know your damn mule. You gotta admit, it's kind of funny though. He thinks we shot his mule. I guess you guys are kind of right. It, it is kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think it's nice you laughing. See, my mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. Listen, buddy. We're sorry. I don't even know your damn mule. I don't... We're getting blamed for nothing. I don't even know your damn mule. I'm just trying to find the greatest wrestling podcast. That's it. That's all I'm doing here. Not, not having anything to do with your damn mule. Oh my god. Oh guys, guys, I have the funny. I was just messing with my gun back here and I shot this Whoa, hey! What the what the heck's go Who are you? Who are you? Who who am I? Well I I'm I'm practically the sheriff around here. I'm the host of the greatest podcast in all the West and the land, the Turnbuckle Report. I I I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. Well, if you're the sheriff, you better get these men on the ground. Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Potomac, and more to come. You can catch us every Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report, bringing you the live action of pro wrestling in today's world. That's right. Joining me on the broadcast tonight, the guy, Chad, all the way from Wisconsin. What's up, brother? What is happening, my diddly diddly motherfucking diddly dude? How's it going? I'm going pretty good, man. I finally made it back to my great, lovely state of Colorado, uh, hanging out in Oregon. Doing some work, doing some turnbuckling. Uh, turnbuckle. I'm just happy to be home. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm happy to be home. I, I travel a lot with my job, as you know, and uh, those long trips. You know, this trip was good for sure because you know I'm I'm out there. I'm out there seeing some family, seeing uh, seeing the old dogcast father himself, having some good times, seeing our uncle. But um, 
never the same when you don't have the whole family family with you. So, you know, it, you know, it, God bless. Yeah. It was fun. God bless. And it was hard. You know, it's hard being the guy editing the episode and just listening to the two dudes that I normally do the show with. And <laughs> it was kind of tough for me. But, you know, honestly, honestly, you guys, you guys hit it out of the park, man. Last week's episode, I got to say, was dynamite. I like Ooh, it. Ooh, I like it. Well, thank you. Um, I'm trying to segue with using the word dynamite, too, by the way, but I don't know if that worked out. Is it too early to get into wrestling? Should we talk about our personal fucking lives and just let everybody know out there what's going on with the guy Chad and the people's host? The guy Chad. Do people give a shit what goes on with us? Do they care? They, they do. They do because we have some discoveries out there. And I, I'm not going to name you because you know who you are. But we found another number of websites that are hacking our shit and using our stuff. And uh, we mm-hmm. gladly let you do that. Promote the turnbuckle. I'd do it too. Just throw some love our way is all I'm saying. Uh, it is possible, the guy, that uh, a little more, a little few more people know us than we thought. And uh, I'm okay with that because we have some great opinions. There's actually some blogs. Uh, you went on and saw this, right? You went on and saw the, the I blog. did. I saw that there was one podcast, a podcast yeah. talking about our podcast, but they gave yeah. us some love. They said, this is why the Turnbuckle Report is the best podcast for wrestling. So They did. I, I, I'm... I don't remember what the podcast name is. I'm going to have to get back out, but shout out to those guys for giving us a little bit of love. Yeah, it was uh, www.gohacktheturnbook report and get some views off of these fucks.com. That's what they were. That's who you know, these guys are. YouTubers deal with this shit all the time, man. YouTubers <laughs> yeah. deal with it all the time. Somebody's always piggybacking off somebody. So unfortunately, in the world of internet, podcasting, video podcasting, streaming, there's always somebody out there that wants to be lazy and and piggyback off somebody else's successful podcast. So yeah. we're a success story. You know, we we came from rags to riches, baby. Woo! And now we got motherfuckers still no shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was pretty exciting to see, honestly, because uh, it's always cool to, to have those little pleasant surprises because sometimes you wonder, you know, are we just talking to each other? Um, and clearly we're not. Clearly we're not. In fact, I don't know if I told you this, but while I'm out there, I'm at work. I'm on a work trip. And one of the guys I'm working with is from California. I've never met him a day in my life. We get to talking. Wrestling comes up, as it usually does in the people, the people's host world. And um, I was like, yeah, me what and my cousins do this little – Yeah, me and, my, me and my cousins do this little podcast, yada, yada, yada. He says, what's it called? And I said, it's called the Turbuckle Report. And he looks at me all funny. He says, you guys got a little logo that's like a T and a B put together? I'm like, yeah. I pull it up on my phone, show it to me. He's like, holy shit, that's your podcast. Yeah, I guess he's been listening to us for a while. So uh, that was kind of a cool moment. I, you know, I offered to sign some shit for him. Uh, didn't go over very well for me, but I did because that's what you do when you're the people's hose. You offer to sign some shit like, you know, his tits. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that I offered to sign his tits. That may have been a problem um, in, in, in Ooh, retrospect. Daddy, sign my titties. You know, that's, like, a little, well, that's probably a little too much. It's late at <laughs> night for us right now. Like this is it's a little late. <laughs> It's a little late. So for me right now, I've got that late night mode going on. Like, Ooh, daddy. You do. Except that's the problem. Though. Like in, in the, in the, in the, in the guy's bedroom, I am not saying, yeah. Ooh, daddy. Yeah, you or are. Am I? You I'm are. a pathological liar. liar <laughs> later, and you got to watch out for this one. I'm a slippery we little discovered, snake. We discovered this, this fuck earlier is a complete pathological liar. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, I know you're, if wife. I, if I, I, I see an open door where I can lie, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take uh, it. I know your wife, and uh, she—I guarantee she's making you say "daddy" in the bedroom. God bless her. She is. She's like, "Daddy, let me fall asleep. Stop touching me. <laughs> it's time for me to go to sleep and for you to leave me alone." Fine, I'm hey, going to the baby, bathroom. Do you want to turn on that nighttime tunes and fall asleep <laughs> hot? 
is it the, is it the the sounds of cl- of clouds or some shit? The sounds of rain or yeah. <laughs> do you are do you that? Go, oh fuck yeah, do it! I'm, I'm old. Of course, do you have I do like that. a do you have like a, a nighttime sound that you have to fall asleep to, like a fan yes. or or yes. like a song or something like that that puts you out every night? Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like some smooth sounds. We got the old i, yeah. you know, the Go- the Google Home thing, and you just tell it, uh, "Hey, exactly. good night," and all this stuff, and yeah, it does it for you. It's it's fucking amazing, honestly. Yeah. So one night, so one night, like I just i i tell, I say, you know, I say, Alexa, play bedtime music, and she's like, "Bedtime tunes starting now," and so it started going. <laughs> I love what she says. It was your normal like, it was your normal bedtime tunes, but all of a sudden, yeah. one came on and it had a beat. And I was like, ooh, shit. I'm like dancing in my bed. I'm like, ooh, I can get down to this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put this on the next turbine. Oh, oh, oh. and, my, and my wife's over there like, are you touching yourself again? I'm like, no, this song, it's on. You know, what are you? Are you not hearing this right now? This is totally badass. She's like, we're not at the club. We're trying to go to sleep. I'm not ready. It's a whole thing. My hair's not dirt. Oh my God! <laughs> I got the club going up on a Tuesday. Oh shit, man! Last week's episode was pretty fun. I I'm not gonna lie, it was it was cool to be face to face. I always love those face to face shows because you get into a different vibe. We didn't go into it trying to do a cocktail show, but we certainly turned it turned into one real quick. Uh, and I do want your opinion on on a couple of the things here. The number one thing is I know you listened to it and I know you had an opinion. Whose side are you falling on here about the John Cena taking over, getting this one, getting that Blue Ranger title, ba-bam? You think he's taking it for Roman? Ooh, I mean, is Roman's heel run getting stale with that title? Or do we think he's still got more left in the tank? Because at this point, WWE is running out of guys for Roman to, like, be a legit threat besides Brock fucking Lesnar. So unless Brock yeah. Lesnar is coming back anytime soon... Who else does WWE have in, the, in their pockets they can pull out and say, you know what, this guy could maybe take the belt. Seth Rollins, on paper, should never beat Roman Reigns. So I can't, I can't say that Seth Rollins is going to be the guy. All right, so John Cena is your best bet, but how stale is Roman's run as heel with that title right now for you? How, how are you feeling? Do you think he's got more left in the tank? Can he carry that title another three, four months or carry it all the way into WrestleMania? So I really like Roman as the heel. This is the best work he has ever done, period. Him, Roman as a heel, as the Blue Ranger champion, this works for me 100%. I've made that clear on the show a thousand times. However, I don't know what has happened in the universe. I don't know if it's, if it's the, you know, I'm getting a little older. I, I hit 36 and went completely retarded. But uh, I have never cheered for John Cena as hard as I'm cheering for John Cena right now. I want to see him win that title. I want to see, and I kind of want to see, I don't want to see it a straight up. I want to see some kind of, I don't know, you got to you gotta have Roman keep his heat somehow. Maybe have maybe have John or uh, uh, Paul Heyman get involved, think he's trying to help. It ends up screwing Roman somehow, and now Heyman's out of the picture because Roman fires him and comes back after it. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I do want to see Cena at the end of SummerSlam holding up the Blue Ranger title. I think it actually helps Roman's uh, heel run because uh, he's got to have some adversity. And if you look at his character right now, his I don't I wouldn't say his character's getting stale. It seems like his character's getting bored. Uh, and it may have to do with because it's like the feed me, see more thing, right? Who else are you going to feed him? I do have an argument, though, that I didn't think about last week on our show when this came up. 
Um, I would be totally over on a Big E Roman Reigns feud right now. Because I don't know if Big E, I think he's wasting his time with the IC title. I think this dude's ready for, he's got that money in the bank. They're already kind of teasing it a little bit. I would be totally over on, on Big E Roman Reigns. Well, Finn Balor's still there. You got to remember, Finn Balor's still in the background. We, I mean, it seems like old news to John me. John Cena kind of stole that thunder from Finn, but Finn Balor's still kind of hanging out there. So um, I would like to see a Finn Balor mix it up with Roman Reigns as well. What I would hate to see is that Finn Balor... Hang on. Do you want to see a Finn Balor-Roman Reigns match because you think that that's the best thing that they've got, or is it the only thing I'm just a got? big Finn Balor fan. Just a huge I got Finn you. Balor fan. I I want Finn Balor so badly to go to AEW and rejoin Kenny Omega and, and sure. Cody Rhodes and get back with his with his boys. I would love that, yeah. but that's not going to yeah. happen right now. So no. I just want to see more Finn Balor and title runs. That's that's honestly all it is. It has nothing to do with like Roman. It's just I love seeing Finn in the mix because Finn is a hell of a talent. He's a damn good wrestler. And as badly as I want to see him back with Omega and Cody and the Bucks again and, and reuniting with those guys, I'd love it. It's just not in the cards right now. So, yes, more Finn Balor for me is all I'm asking. But, yes, you're right. Big E. So, yeah, you, you've answered my question. So, there are guys out there to not make Roman's run too stale. There's still some talent there that they could mix in to help keep this interesting. Yeah, I think Big E's one of them. He is – he's doing some stuff right now that is I, – it's, it's about damn time he finally breaks away from the New Day, which they didn't really break away, right? I mean, they're already – they're always leaving that open for another New Day run because uh, that's what we need in this world. But the WWE is co completely cutting off all vessels. They're closing down their borders. They are not allowing any more international trade. They're trying to become their own thing where the rest of pro wrestling is opening their arms and trying to get on the AEW bandwagon, uh, which Tony Khan is completely open to because now that means wrestling worldwide is a bigger deal than it once was. We have not seen this since the late 70s, early to mid 80s with the territory days. Tony Khan is literally creating the, the territory days right before us, right before our eyes. He's opening his arms and wanting everybody to come in and, and, and bask in, in the glory, right? Where WWE is now doing a mass exodus. And it shows on their show, by the way. I don't know when the last time you watched Raw was. But if it's been in the last three weeks, you can pick which week it is. It's the same show. They're literally airing the same show every week. It's the same matches every week. We have seen a variation of Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley three different ways. We have seen, which would be really hot now that I just thought about that, three different matches. We have seen uh, this this Bobby Lashley, now we're supposed to give a shit because he's talking shit to Goldberg's son, Angle. I'm done with mm -hmm. Goldberg, completely over with this. Uh, and don't not you over ever, don't you fucking ever. Fucking <laughs> good, big. So don't you ever talk about that. Goldberg like that, Luna. How did they do this? Because I, how did they totally bury Goldberg for me? It's just because I loved Goldberg back in the day, man. Yeah, I was one of the biggest fucking Goldberg fans back in the nineties. For in sure, high school, I was Uga Luga Lugan all over you Goldberg. Were, man. You were bad. You Uga Uga, Fucker, I love me some good big. But now, yeah. but now mean? when I see Goldberg's face on TV, I'm ready to shut that shit off. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm good. No, yeah. I, I have my Goldberg fixation. I'm ready to move on. 
Because what scares us is the fact that they're probably going to drop that title to Goldberg. And I'm, I'm just... He doesn't come I'm back unless kinda, he's going to win the title. I'm just kind of getting down with the whole Bobby Lashley thing. I like Bobby Lashley as the champion. I think he's on a shitty show, but I think he's a great champion. And yeah. I just... I'm afraid he's going to get shit on. I'm afraid that that's what... I think SummerSlam... Yeah, it's a co-main event thing. Uh, we're going to have Goldberg and Lashley for the uh, WWE title. We're going to have Roman Reigns and uh, <clears throat> John Cena for the Do you know what it feels title. like to me? It kind of feels like WWE is getting rid of Raw, and all we're going to get is SmackDown and NXT, and they're going to mix up their yeah. talent between the two promotions now. So I, that's what it kind of feels yeah. like to me. I don't know how the hell they do that, though. I don't know how the hell they do that. I don't know how the hell they're doing anything because somehow they have found a way. They they have convinced everybody they have a gold mine, but then they open up the gold mine and realize there's only pewter inside. And just mm-hmm. and somehow people are still paying two hundred million dollars a pop. Oh yeah, you want you, we want to put your our product on your on we want to put the WWE product on our Peacock network. Oh here's two hundred million dollars. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Oh oh yeah, well we want to put your WWE product on 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 uh, on Fox. Oh yeah, here's two hundred million dollars. Go ahead and do that. What the fuck? Like the the people the 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 shareholders the the board of trust whatever the fuck these guys are I don't know they can't be happy with this because the poor content is not driving ratings they got a little ratings bump because of because the crowds came back what do you fucking do you know that's a shot in the arm you know that's going away quick there's no oh. way they can sustain what AEW is sustaining and and if WWE if WWE doesn't believe that AEW isn't a legit force now. They got the rub big time this Friday. There were so many people like, you know what? I got like two hours before AEW starts. I think I'm going to watch SmackDown. Just get a little warm up before AEW. Yeah. AEW not leading in SmackDown, but SmackDown leading into AEW bumped their ratings. So they're getting the rub from AEW. AEW did them a favor this Friday. So um, listen, AEW wants to put their show side by side and, and up their format by two hours at some point down the road. I think it's too early. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. They could. They could possibly do it. They could go to war with SmackDown if they wanted. But uh, I think they need to. I think they need to milk this cow just a little longer and see how much more they can get out of it uh, before they can actually uh, say that they can compete with SmackDown. Because I think at the end of the day that it's too early. SmackDown will kill them in ratings because my opinion, and this is my opinion. SmackDown was the more solid show between Dynamite, Rampage, and Raw, hands down. Unfortunately, because you know I'm a huge AEW mark. I hate it when I say, shit, WWE had a good week. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. And you know what it did it for me? One promo, one guy. One promo, one guy did it for me. And that's what set the tone for me to say, you know what? SmackDown's fire. John fucking Cena and that promo he did against Reigns. And And you've got to hate saying that, right? I hate it because John Cena is fucking fire on the mic. You don't, if yeah, you put you John Cena yeah. in the ring with a microphone, magic's going to happen every time. Hate him or love him, he's going to put on a show. And, uh, you know, that, that bit he did where he goes, one, two, three. When he did that shit, I was like, oh, that is so good. Yeah. And, and he was doing that stuff. Here's the difference is back in, let's say 2008, it, it, you know, you had Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, Chris Jericho, Undertaker still. Kane was doing some stuff. You still had these great legends. And John Cena was was on top, don't get me wrong, but he was always secondary to those guys. 
And now that he is, all those guys are out of the picture. They're all behind the scenes, whatever they're doing. John Cena's in the ring. And it's almost like you get a feeling of like that ex-girlfriend. You're like, fuck, I kind of had that pretty good, didn't I? That's how I feel with John Cena. Like, fuck, man, I, I don't know. That was, maybe that relationship was a little better than I thought here. Maybe I should have given, <laughs> given it a little more maybe effort. I should have stuck that shit out. <laughs> it was maybe actually I, pretty good. You know, maybe uh, I shouldn't have complained shit. about the, maybe I shouldn't have complained about the mashed potatoes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Damn, should she get like a breast job or something? I don't understand. Why, why yeah, is it so I mean, much better so, now? I don't get it. So Cena comes back and it, all of a sudden it's like, wow, shit, I really missed, missed uh, I was missing the boat back then. And and you go back and you watch, he was doing the same thing. He was doing the same kind of gimmick. I mean, Roman Reigns said it best, the, the missionary position every night, you know, yeah, which is a great promo for him, by the way. Um, but now we're seeing John Cena in a different light. Uh, this is the first time I think he's ever come out to a crowd and people weren't chanting the Cena sucks let's go Cena uh I wonder how long it takes for that to come back I don't know Rampage Roman exactly Rampage was was really good man that was a good debut I I think that there you had some opinion there of 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 how the matches turned out especially the main event you know how they how they booked that card was your issue with the main event the fact that um Christian Cage won well, the main event was was Britt Baker and. Um, My apologies, you're right. I, you're Velvet, totally you're, uh, you're, you're right on that. Yep. So Britt Baker took but, the night because I think that's because they were Pittsburgh. But but you're on to something. So let me let me let me get into that. So it was a barn burner for Christian Cage and Omega. They put on one hell of a show. One hell clinic. of a show. Like yeah. I couldn't ask for a better show. That was a pay per view match. Period. Mm-hmm. They put on a pay per view style match for for people at TNT. <sighs> It was amazing. And it led, or it set the tone for the rest of the show. And then you had Miro and, and uh, what was his name, El Fuego? Yes. Yeah, he got the contract. Got the contract. So, uh, love that kid, by the way. He's a, he's a good, good-hearted kid. Uh, Going to be a super talent in AEW one of these days. I can see it. But it was such a fucking squash match that it killed all that momentum that, that Omega and, and Christian... Built, and I think that was on purpose. I think they wanted to build a high, kill the high, create a new high. But the problem is, is that when Britt came out, she came out as the heel mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh wasn't having that shit. They're, they were like, "No, this is our girl. She's not heel tonight. She is the face." And no matter what they tried to do, no matter what you know how they got Rebel involved and they tried to get Rebel in the match to pull heel shit, um, all the little heelish things that Britt Baker did was not enough for the crowd to turn on her. They were behind her. They rooted for the heel moves. And Red Velvet doing face shit and getting booed for it, that was insane. I've never seen anything like it. Pittsburgh loves Britt Baker. It was stupid to have... I like like that Britt, the match before when she was going against uh, Nyla Rose, that they had her playing a character heel. Not quite heel, not quite face. She was down the middle. Loved that. That That's Britt's wheelhouse. Keep her down the middle. But when they brought her out in Pittsburgh and they tried to make her a full-fledged heel and Pittsburgh wasn't having it, stick with what was fucking working. Yeah, but she hang on. She's been a that. full-blown heel for a while. She, she's These promos she's cutting, there's there's nothing character about it. She's been full-blown heel for quite a while now. And that's where that she gave the she got the championship as a full-blown heel. Sure. I just I, I like I just her think the run. fact that she was but in I like Pittsburgh. I like it that she's down the middle. I like her down the middle. I think shit. the fact that I she's do. in Pittsburgh and that she she won the title. Um, she come back as champion. You can't change her up for that. It's just like anytime Stone Cold, you remember his 
as horrible as it was, his heel run, it didn't matter how heel he wanted to be. Anytime he was at, man, I, I can't even say anytime he was in Texas. It seemed like, gee, it seemed like everywhere he went, that glass hit, people were cheering. It didn't matter if he come out and he was talking shit to him and saying how shitty uh, Baton Rouge was or wherever the hell they were at. It didn't matter. Like that guy couldn't get over heel because the fans, right. The fans wouldn't accept him as a heel. And I think Britt Baker is nowhere near on that level. Let's, let's be honest. Nowhere near on that level. However, in Pittsburgh, she is because she's known. I mean, when AEW Dynamite debuted, I remember on the caption, didn't they have her name as Britsburg? So Pittsburgh, yeah. They've they've always associated her with Pittsburgh. So when she's in Pittsburgh, she has the stone cold effect that no matter what she's gonna do, it, it's almost like for that night she should have just changed face. And I don't know, maybe when the cameras went off, she came out and did some stuff. Cause I, I as I remember, and you'll probably experience this too when you're in all out, when the cameras go off, the, the guys are having so much fun they can't just go home. Joey Janela was heel when I was uh, when I saw them live. He comes out and does this whole face thing, brings some people out from the crowd, and, and does this whole baby face deal, uh, this gimmick. So maybe they maybe she does that, gives the crowd what they want. I don't know, but for TV, that's the character. That's the that's the money maker for her. That's that's what got her the championship. And I don't ever want to see a baby face Britt Baker. I I just don't. I wasn't over on it. I think it exposed her as kind of a shitty wrestler. And when you're a heel, let's face it. You can get by sometimes. Now, there are the exceptions like a Ric Flair, but you can get by with a little less as a heel sometimes because it's expected for you to be dastardly. It's expected for you to be a brawler, to be a badass, whatever it is. So you can get by with a little more. Babyface has got to be, they got to be on point all the fucking time. I feel like, um, I feel like I liked seeing Britt do that middle shit with Nyla Rose. When they were doing that, I really liked it. She wasn't quite heel, wasn't quite face. Um, but see, the thing was, is she was going against another heel. What are you going to do when you got two heels against each other? Somebody's got to be the face in the match. She was just down the middle. They clearly AEW was bringing out poor red velvet to be the face to get over. And she's yeah. not going to get over in Pittsburgh. That was a bad booking decision. They could have put anybody out. Another Nyla Rose match. Yeah. They could have, or they could have, um, you know who they can't do right now is Chris Statlander. That would have been oh, tough. Yeah. Pittsburgh might have been a little fucking split with with Chris Statlander out there, so that would have been a tough. Isn't she call, awesome, man? She's 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 coming together so well. Right. Uh, other than that, uh, I will say this: Christian Cage, when he won the Impact, yeah, let's get into this. Who did we see? Who did we see behind him? Just kind of hanging out in the background, just kind of letting Christian Cage know he was there without really saying he was there. My boy, not yours, but mine. OC Orange Cassidy, baby. He was standing back there. <laughs> Waiting his turn. Yeah, so yeah, do you uh, think we're going to see orange juice drinking motherfucker is yours? I hope so. I was talking <laughs> shit. What did you say? Not mine. Not yours, <laughs> but everybody's fan. I was talking shit. What did you ask me? Uh, no, I was just saying that uh, Orange Cassidy, I know that he's he's uh, he's freshly uh, freshly squeezing up that uh, hint that he wants to go for the Impact title. I was just curious if we're going to see uh, Orange Cassidy try to be on Impact. As he should. I want to see him go for the uh, the Impact title. I think that uh, I would like to see him get swashed. Any chance I get, here's the thing, any chance I get to see Orange <laughs> Cassidy get his ass handed to him, that goofy gl- sunglass hands in the pocket wearing motherfucker, any chance I get to see him get his ass kicked, I'm all for that. 
I fucking love that guy, man. I know you do, and I don't get. I don't know. I'm 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 like the old man to get off my fucking lawn thing because I I know like man, I just people really are over on this guy, and the young crowd is really over on him, which kind of surprises about me. He does appeal to the kids. He is another John Cena where he is the kids love this guy, and and it is odd that I normally. Normally, when I see the kids like a wrestler, I'm usually like, okay, if the kids like him, I should probably not. But um, I can't I mean, help what it, does man. He I started do? watching some of his old matches, and now I love the guy. But what the, Okay, there's a good point. In the matches, when you're watching these old matches, and, and I'm, I'm, we're probably talking like maybe Ring of Honor or G, 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 DCW. Are you talking like... It was some shit stuff? he was doing here in Chicago. Uh, he was just doing some local okay, stuff, and so it was really, really good. What about those matches grabbed you is it is, is he technically sound because i've never seen that side of him uh in those matches he was you know who he's actually wrestling was kylie ray and okay. uh even though it was male on female he was very technical and he had to be with kylie he, he couldn't do ground and pound wrestling and he's not really a ground and pound wrestler he's more of an acrobatic puts his hands in his pockets jumping around bullshit um that's it's what he's gimmick. known for he's not he's yeah. not a high flyer but he's kind of acrobatic you know he's just very athletic but in that match with 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 um Kylie Ray, he had to be more technically sound to keep her safe, and he did a fantastic job. So that told me the guy has more skill sets beyond just being this high-flying acrobatic wrestler. He can be technical when it comes time to be that. Um, I just okay, like here's how my he problem. handles himself in the ring. I'm over on it. I, I don't. It's hard to explain. It's just something he does, and I like it. I, I know it's hard to explain because it's all bullshit, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you take Orange Cassidy, and this could happen. In, in the world of pro wrestling, anything's possible. And you put him across the ring from The Rock. Let's say The Rock comes back and decides, I'm going to make a run for the AEW title. I don't know. That, that probably will never happen. But let's say it happens. And he decides, let's get after Orange Cassidy. And let's put Orange Cassidy, let's take him back to 1999. And The Rock is in the ring, cutting one of his classic Rock com- uh, uh, promos. And then Orange Cassidy music's hit. He comes out just like Jericho did when Jericho debuted and tries to talk shit, tries to go back and forth with Jer- with uh, with with The Rock. The Rock's going to give him the people slap and, and just put his bitch ass on the mat and walk away and laugh. Because The Rock is not going to do the gimmick shit that he does. The minute you put your hands in your pocket, you know what Stone Cold's going to do? He's going he's gonna to bulldog your ass and then stomp a mud hole in it and walk it dry. They're not going to play the gimmick. And that's my problem with him. Is you, you, That's all fine and cute that Jericho tried to get in the ring and have a fucking mimosa match, which is a complete dog shit show. They try to have this mimosa match, and it's Jericho's attempt to get the young talent over. I get it. God bless him. That's what he should be doing in his career. But it's not fucking believable. That's my problem with Orange Cassidy. He's not believable. Your hands go in your pockets. You're getting your ass kicked. That's how this works. I know we're play fighting, folks. I get it. I get it. I know we're play fighting. But there's still fighting involved. And you got to get me to believe it at some point. This fucker doesn't get me to believe shit. I'm sorry. This guy isn't putting his hands in his pocket for the entire match, though. Eventually, he gets in there and he brawls. He's doing orange punches. He's doing, you know, hurricanranas. This guy's doing uh, DDTs. He's, He's flying off the top rope. He's not... Just a hundred percent. Okay, so answer my original question: match. Is this guy legitimate against The Rock? 
If, well, first of all, that was a different era. And there's no I way get, that kind that. of gimmick is going that. to work in the Attitude Era. You're, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges. There's no way that gimmick probably, is ever going to work probably. in the Attitude Era. Okay, no way. I can see to that. In today's society, with the way kids are and all the shit that's going on in the world, that kind of gimmick works today. But what, what I'm not over necessarily on the gimmick. What I'm over on is his athleticism, his ability to draw, his ability to draw you in, his ability to work the crowd. He has every every piece of the formula that you need to be a successful wrestler in this business. You take away that gimmick with his hands in his pocket, and you got yourself a pretty damn good wrestler who could be like the next, I don't know, your, 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 your top mid-card champion. Is Orange Cassidy ready for an AEW heavyweight title? No, he's not. And I want him to be, but he's not. He's not there for a lot of reasons. One, he is way too gimmicky, and you can't have a gimmicky guy holding the fucking main belt. It just, he has to drop that sloth shit if he wants to be the AEW title holder. He has to. He has to be able to do more mic work, work your crowd. He, he has to do it in a different way. And, and if he had, what was he going to do with that belt? That sloth shit that he does? Like, fucking tape it to his forehead? I, I don't know what he would do. I mean, it yeah, doesn't make like sense. It doesn't so. matter, yeah. Right. So the truth of the matter is it's, it's not always about the gimmick for me with Orange Cassidy. And I respect your opinion. You don't have to like him because I do. I just, I see the athleticism. And, and I, I don't. I think he does a fantastic job. And that's fine. That's fine. I'll fuck you up. Okay. Later. So, it, okay. Where do you stand with Darby <laughs> Allen? <laughs> Darby Allen, hate that fucking guy. Because they're the same guy. Darby Allen, it, it, athletically, athletically, because you just said drop the gimmick, drop the promo. Athletically, Darby mm-hmm. Allen, Orange Cassidy are the same wrestler. You 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 are gonna pull you're gonna point me into a corner and I'm not gonna be able to get out of it with this one because that's what I'm doing right now because I'm painting you in a corner, you son of a bitch. But see, the thing is, is they're both very gimmicky. He's got the sloth. He's got the emo thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't take anything away from Darby Allen. He is a very talented guy in the ring, but he is 98 pounds soaking wet. It's not believable. It just is. Who's more over I, I though? Can't right get now. behind it. Who's more over? What's that? Who's more over? Orange Cassidy. I see. I say it's Darby. Orange Cassidy isn't coming out to the ring with Sting. He's not getting that rough well, every week. And Orange Cassidy hasn't won a TNT title either. So. Exactly. And Darby held it for quite a while. Here's the problem with both of this. I don't like either. I don't like either one of those fucks. I don't like Darby. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like Orange Cassidy. I don't like either one of them. I guess I'm just an old school wrestling fan. When they when you said it, when you're 98 pounds dripping wet, you're not believable to me. Especially no. against a Brian Cage. That guy's a fucking house. Yeah, that shit was hard. Me? It was so hard to watch that. You're wrestling a yeah. fucking house, and I'm supposed to believe this? Come on. Come on. In the real world, Brian Cage is gonna fucking finger tap your forehead and you're gonna get knocked out. Like that's that's how that shit's gonna work. Brian yeah. Cage, by the way. That's another guy that's held a lot of good talent, but he's so big and slow. But super uber fucking talented. Like this is another guy that that AEW has on their roster that could be a TNT title holder. That that should be going up against Miro right now. We should be seeing Beast versus Beast, and we're not getting it. Um, Why? Is I think that? they're working it though. I think they're going in that direction for. But I don't think we're going to get a Miro versus Brian Cage anytime soon. I just I don't think it's coming. I'd love to though. I'd love to see that. I would be over on that. I would. I would. I would actually really enjoy that. Some other speculation right now is that Rampage is going to is going to lead the way on Friday nights with the return of CM Punk. We had a little uh, conversation on this. We had a little conversation on this on the on the text thread today, and uh, I said I wanted to get into it on the show. 
So CM Punk comes back. Let's run some scenarios. First of all, do you believe it? Do you believe he's coming back? Because if he comes back, you're going to see it live. You know that. I I think the rumors are so hot that it, it seems believable, but at the same time, you don't want to get your hopes up either. And I'm not really a big CM Punk guy, but he would help AEW tremendously. 100%. You know, uh, I got into a, a really quick, I got into a discussion with a guy online. He said, uh, uh, CM Punk coming to AEW just solidifies AEW being WWE 2.0. And I said, you know, listen, my favorite quarterback growing up as a kid was John Elway. Mm-hmm. All right. If John Elway one, do, one day decided in the 90s that he no longer wanted to play for the Denver Broncos and he wanted to go to the Canadian League and he played for the CFL, do you think John Elway would be known as the CFL guy or would he still be known as the Denver Broncos quarterback of the NFL? Fuck yeah. He'd be known as the NFL quarterback of the Denver Broncos in the CFL. And all the other guys that had contracts that couldn't make it in the NFL and went to the CFL. That, then you can say, you know what, the NFL's a, or the CFL's NFL 2.0. However, however, love or hate John Elway, the fact that John Elway is at CFL, you can call it NFL 2.0 all you want. But having a guy like John Elway in the CFL is going to turn heads, and people are going to start paying attention and noticing that. That's what CM Punk is. You can call AEW, yeah. WWE 2.0 all the fuck you want. Go ahead, you WWE mark. Do it. Just fucking do it. But having a guy like CM Punk's going to turn heads. It's going to cause guys to change the channel. It's going to make people tune in a rampage. That's what that does. All right. So I that's, totally that's agree with my you, little spiel. I 120% agree with you because the argument alone of saying, oh, and I hear this argument too of, of well, AEW is bringing in all these WWE guys. What does that make them? Uh, it makes them smart. It makes them smart because they're not bringing these guys in and throwing championships on them right away. We've had this conversation multiple times. We bro- we approached this conversation again last week with chat with Josh. They are not putting titles on them. But yes, if that one guy comes along, a Brock Lesnar, a John Cena, they're getting the title that night. And that makes sense to me because it's pro wrestling. you got to go with your hot hand. You bring in a CM Punk, this is the equivalent to me of bringing in a John Cena on SmackDown. Period. Because CM Punk, the last time John Cena was relevant in a championship status was with when he was during the pipe bomb shit with CM Punk. Right. Period. I mean, I mean, really that's what happened after CM Punk got fired after all the pipe bomb shit, right? What happened? Now we started seeing John Cena and angles with fucking NXT Nexus and, and the spirit squad and all these, these motherfuckers. Bullshit things. Exactly. CM Punk left and now jo- they, they didn't have any more to feed Seymour. See what I'm saying? No more. Mm-hmm. The game was over. You put CM Punk, and this guy's got more steam behind him right now. He has for probably the last five years. I hate the fact that people are expecting it because if he does show up and all out, I think that I think that kind of mutes the the pop he's going to get just a little bit. But I know that if it happens in Chicago, which they're all expecting, you're going to lose your voice. You're not going to be able to record for a week. Your kid's going to lose his voice. You know, no chance. Everybody's going to lose their mind because CM Punk just came back and he's going to be relevant that second. Yeah. Now, does that mean he... What I'm curious about, and, and I, I... What are they going to do with the titles? And maybe this is because we've watched too much WWE and WWE has as, as, um, uh, programmed our thinking that every show has to have their own world title. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but you know, is it because the WWE's program my thinking in that, or do they need a, a heavyweight title? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Rampage needs. I, I at one time I thought, well, 
you put your AEW title on Dynamite, you keep it there, and then maybe you put the TNT title on Rampage. But it, it seems like if you want both shows to be equal, which honestly, Rampage felt like just an extension of Dynamite to me, is which, which is, by the way, that's what they should. The problem back in the day is WCW Nitro was so hot, then they created WCW Thunder, and they made them complete opposites. One was shitty, and one was good. That's what it, that's what it ultimately turned into, right? Where Rampage felt like that third hour just a few days later of Dynamite. And exactly. that, is, that is exactly what they needed to capture. That they, they captured that. They kept me as an AEW fan engaged for another hour every week. Um, that's exactly what they need to do. But that also got my brain to going of like, well, shit, do they need a heavyweight title? I'm legitimately asking you, Chad, what do you think? I think uh, Rampage just needs the. I think they can rotate. I, I, I feel like you've you hit the nail on the head. This is just a, an extension of Dynamite that they're calling Rampage, and it's just that third hour we're not getting on Wednesday nights. And I think it would be fair for them to feature both belts. One one week you got the AEW title on Dynamite. One week it's on Rampage, and they're just rotating those those championship matches. It, one could argue though that when Dynamite goes to TBS, you, you obviously you leave the TNT Championship at Rampage. And that becomes sure. your title on Rampage. But right now, I think as long as uh, Dynamite is still on TNT, I think it would be fair to rotate that, build some steam. And once once Rampage gets rolling, then, you know, that TNT title is going to stay at Rampage. And it'll, it'll still be a one-hour show. So, you know, the main event will be that TNT title, albeit whether it's, you know, Miro or who the hell ever is holding it at the time. But mm -hmm. um this, this also, you know, Rampage also gets the opportunity to showcase a lot of these guys that have been on Dark that are hungry. Um, you know, the the uh, the varsity blondes and these guys. Like, this, yeah. this gives a chance yeah. for these guys that, that are hungry, that look good, that have had dynamite moments that now could be featured more often on Rampage. Like, you know, it would almost feel like you'd almost need another tag title, maybe. Mm -hmm. or, or I was thinking or like a, a cruiserweight-style belt. Yeah, a cruiserweight yeah. belt or some shit yeah. like that. Maybe, but then again, you know, you and I can also go back and say, you know what, this was too early for AEW. It's too early for them to have this show. So then it starts turning. Was it too early for an extra belt? It's really hard to say. We got to see where the success and how they build off of Rampage now. Um, Rampage was a good show, but for me, it 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 fell a little flat with the Miro bit, um, and you know, I just wasn't really that impressed with with Red Velvet's outing you know unfortunately and she's a damn good wrestler and i love red velvet i'm not putting her down it was just lackluster for me mm -hmm. so um if if cm punk shows up next week fuck yeah man let's let's now start talking about new belts because that guy's gonna tear the fucking house down man yeah. the chicago is gonna blow up people are going to tear open the arena to see this guy it's gonna be insane yeah it's gonna be no pun intended it's gonna be complete rampage if he shows up it's it's gonna be nuts i think there's gonna be a lot of surprises and i'm so fucking jealous of you right now because you're gonna be in the american uh the american city of wrestling that gets no hotter than chicago when it comes to wrestling someone yeah, a argue couple shows that, i'm going to actually yeah someone next wednesday that, i'm gonna be at uh, dynamite uh, i'll be in the i'll be in the stands right. rooting on and then the and then the following not not that Sunday but the next Sunday I'll be in Chicago at All Out. Yeah, so I don't know if you heard me like thirty seconds ago, but I fucking hate you. So there's oh, man, that. Why though? I tried to get I tried to get you out here. I'm jealous. We try to get you out. I'm here. Jealous. I'm a jealous human. Time being, and money, baby. That's all it is. 
Otherwise, you'd be time and money it. and work work just now rendered its ugly little head. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'll be seeing you in September, and we got that deal locked in. I'm very excited for that. Uh, well, I'm excited to do some live shows. Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm really pumped to get out there and, and get some FaceTime. I'd like to get a couple shows, bam bam, in the tank because I know we're going to be drinking the beers, eating some cheese. It's going to be a great time. I want to end and on one thing tonight. We're coming up on our hundredth episode too. By the way, we're coming up. Well, it's, it's, you, it's you're the taking the words you're taking the words out of my mouth uh, as I'm getting ready to spit them into the microphone. But we are we're coming up on our hundred hundredth episode, and it's it's been a uh, it's been a trip. It's been fun, and I'm 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 waiting for 200, 300, 400. I can't wait to keep this thing going here. But it doesn't get to a hundred without uh, appropriately seeing some of the traction we're getting online. Um, that's only because of our fans. And it couldn't have come, honestly, for me at a better time to see that, you know, there actually is traction for this show. And we're not just talking into NP microphones and we're actually seeing uh, that people are impacted and enjoy at least what we're saying. I know we get a little crazy sometimes and, and that, that's I think that's why a lot of people tune in. OK, so the sappy shit's out the way. WWE is complete shit show. <clears throat> I have to get myself centered. That's how I center myself in life. Is, is, that, I just, is that where you go? We love you, but WWE fucking blows, guys. Sorry. Yes, yes. I have to center myself with, okay, I've had a really good moment right now, but let's get back down to reality. WWE is complete complete shit, and Vince McMahon is, is determined to take it to the coffin with him. Rampage is the – it's the light, man. This is this is now become the the the, um, the lighthouse that all the ships are looking at. All the ships are going towards it, man. We got we got obviously dynamite now that we're gonna see who's gonna be moving over. You got New Japan. That's what I really want to get into. New Japan. What are they doing? Because they're spending more time in America right now than they are in Japan. Impact. Mm. I feel I feel bad about Impact. Let me just let me just put this out there, okay? I feel really bad about Impact because their title is being seen on Wednesday nights on AEW and never on Tuesday nights on their own show. <laughs> <I'm>, suck. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him. I mean, it, I at first I thought they're getting the rub, but now their title is in the hands of an AEW talent. I get that Christian Page, Christian Cage used to be a, uh, a uh, uh, impact guy, but not anymore. Not anymore. Do you think? What do you think is going to happen with Impact? I know we I know we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about him, and I don't want to do that tonight. I'm just curious what what do you think is going to happen to this company? They can't be happy. I thought there with was going to be a militia time. thing going on here. It was going to be AEW versus Impact. I thought we saw the Good Brothers and like we saw Rich Kenny Omega. Yeah, right. Like Rich Swan and Moose and all these guys were going to start teaming up and be like, "Are you guys not fucking sick of this? AEW keeps taking our titles." Like, I thought it was going to be like I think months ago when this first started. I think we all sat down and we saw this as a SmackDown versus Raw scenario. Yeah, it was a it was a Survivor Series potential coming up, and it hasn't come to that. It, it completely is disappointing me. I really was hoping that this was going to be Impact versus AEW. These guys were going to constantly be battling to get that title back in their hands. That is not a storyline. It is Impact on Tuesday night is just Impact on Tuesday nights. They run the same bullshit they run every week, and that that eight that title will show up once in a while around Kenny Omega. He'll cut a promo, but it's some fucking AEW guy challenging for the belt. It's never, it just, it really didn't come together the way I was hoping it would. I, I realized nobody ever said it was going to be that. I realized this was a complete surprise that Omega showed up on Impact. 
But I was really hoping this was going to be like a Raw versus SmackDown yeah. Survivor Series style shit that would run for a few weeks or months. And this would this would create some relevancy for Impact, but it has not done shit for these guys. These poor dudes that got talent aren't getting seen on TV. Rich Swan has never been on Dynamite. Moose has was, never been on Dynamite. I was really hoping to see Sammy Callahan. If on you Dynamite. Watched, I know. I mean, because they they approached they approached it because they brought that that fucking hack Nick Cage out, and you know against uh, against his buddy John Moxley and, and did the pizza cutter thing and. and Whoever gives a fuck. They brought him out, so they're they're approaching the the hardcore status, right? And they, you know, Kenny Meg has done some things in the hardcore and John Mox and whatnot. But man, Sammy Callahan, I, I would love to see him, his music pop on AEW. He walks out and says, you know what, fuckers? It's time I take our title back. And I don't give a fuck who has it. I don't care if it's Christian. I don't care if it's Kenny. I don't care if it's of say hello to your sister for me. Who gives a fuck? Get out here and I'm taking my title back. That's the only way that Impact really gets the rub right now. Right now, I almost feel like Impact's getting squashed, and that's that's kind of a shame because I, I felt like they were on the uptick, especially when when Tony Khan opened up the checkbook and said, hey, come on over, come on over. Uh, maybe Tony right. Khan's not as nice as everybody thinks he is. Maybe he's a little more of a shark than everybody, uh, that, that people aren't giving him credit for. I don't know. Maybe the problem with... Maybe the problem with Tony Khan is he had to look at himself in the mirror and say, whether I'm heel or rather I'm babyface, I'm just going to do me. Production.